Welcome back. We have an awesome guest for this episode. The one, the only Logan. Uh, it's Haley's husband. So, <laughs> you know, we we really we put a lot of effort and time into getting him onto the show. <laughs> So um, what we are going to do is we're going to give you a little reminder about our giveaway. And then this episode is a little bit of a different format. We've been kind of liking experimenting with our episode formats just to see what works, what doesn't. Um, Just kind of getting a little break from questions every now and again. So we have five tips for a healthy romantic relationship, and that'll be Haley and Logan, and they'll talk about those. And then I will give five tips for a healthy relationship with yourself after the break. So um, we won't do hot takes or anything like that today because we we assume that this one might be a little bit longer. Um, but anyway, the reminder about the giveaway is it's $75. You need to be listening to these last five episodes. We're going to throw in just a random keyword, and then you're going to put it all together into a phrase and DM us at the end, and we will pick a winner on St. Patrick's Day. So we definitely want you to participate. Uh, If you want the word from last week, which was the first word, um, you're going to have to go back and listen to that episode. I'm not giving any spoilers. Just go back (laughs) and do it yourself. (laughs) Um, Or as Haley would say, get over it because she hasn't said that in a while. And I miss that. It's been a while. So um, for our five tips. Oh, yes, it has been. (laughs) So for our five tips for a healthy romantic relationship, um, we are going to have Logan start us off. What you got? Okay. Um, Point number one. So... I guess just to start things right off the bat, the first point that I think I put down was just to let things go. And you can interpret that how you will. uh, But the way that I kind of interpreted it is, uh, for example, you know, don't hold grudges against your partner. Um, You know, don't don't stay upset for too long if if you ever get into a fight. you know, you shouldn't just like count the mistakes or things that, that irked you about your significant other um, to use in a later argument to just to, to, to bring up later because you end up just starting to notice more of the bad things that your partner does instead of just the good things. Um, and then, you know, for, under that same under that same point, I, I wanted to, I guess, just add that you don't always have to be right, even when you think you are. And uh, it's important to to just either just say, you know, you're sorry or just, you know, just be, um, I guess, just uh, learning how to be uh, how to disagree, but not be disagreeable. So that was my mm-hmm. point. Number one, I feel like What's that's a good time to put in my uh, get over it <laughs> phrase. Sometimes you just have to get over it. I was going to add to um, there is a. a better and healthier way to fight because it's not like couples don't get into fights. There's just healthier ways to do it. And you kind of mentioned one of the points it's called fair fighting. If you look it up on Google, you can find all the rules to fair fighting. But one of the things about fair fighting is not bringing in all of those extra topics because it kind of detracts from original purpose and they can almost act like red herrings in an argument. And um, so I really like appreciated that point in particular too. Um, But yeah, no holding grudges. I do wonder out of Haley and Logan, who's, who's the worst 
grudge holder who'd you say i remember things for longer uh i i am a pretty forgetful person so it's not that i don't want to be mad even if i am i just uh i forget why i'm mad so it's hard it's impossible for me to stay mad for too long (laughs) and then Haley has it in her head for like two weeks (laughs) oh year i just just as a a general note i yeah i just feel like people you'll be much happier as a person if you just learn to let things go uh and not just on a relationship level but also learn to just uh love somebody for having a a difference of opinion than you you know because we're not all going to be the same (laughs) all right Haley, you ready for the next one hey yeah well it's funny that uh that he started off with that because my next one, or well, I guess my first one that I came up with is that it is okay to go to bed angry. So a lot of people at their bridal showers, they're given like a little tip book where each guest can write different marital tips and whatnot. And a lot of people say, you know, always kiss goodnight and never go to bed angry. But I feel like, I mean, everyone is different. Everyone handles contention differently. And sometimes all you need is a good night's sleep. You do not have to hash out every Mm -hmm. disagreement. (laughs) You don't have to go into depth about, you know, an argument that you have. And that's okay. It is okay to go to bed upset or frustrated with each other. And in the morning, you don't have to talk about it. If all you needed was a good night's rest, then that's all you need. Because sometimes, or I think a lot of times, I bring in more of like my outside frustrations. And then if something else, you know, kind of sets me off it's really just because i'm i'm either hangry or i'm tired didn't have your mcchicken for the day yeah so either i need a nap (laughs) or a mcchicken so like it is okay if you just if you just need a good night's rest i i if i could add to that um i think it's really important to just not pressure someone to to give you a response to something uh that you may you may want at that certain moment but the answer that you get is not something that someone's really thought through and so you'll often end up getting more mad at the person that you're trying to have a, uh, you know, a thoughtful conversation with because they really haven't had time to even evaluate their own, their own thoughts and how they feel about them. So, I mean, (sighs) let someone stew for a little while. That's, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. I definitely had to learn that because I'm, I was essentially that person right at the beginning of marriage or relationship where if there was a problem, You know, I had it in my mind that, oh, well, I was always told the problem has to be solved right now. We have to talk through it and we can't go to bed until we aren't upset with each other anymore. And then I have, you know, learned that it is okay to just sleep it off, take some time. And whenever the person who needs the time to think about it wants to talk about it again, then they can bring it up if if they need that time. But it's definitely something that you have to learn. One of your comments from your, your earlier podcast is that you guys have won so many good arguments or, or, or uh, battles uh, by talking through your feelings in the shower. The best responses to somebody, to a fake argument that you're holding with your spouse in the shower. You know, just uh, everyone's got to have their time. You know, those arguments with yourself in the mirror or the shower are just like top tier. Or like when you're going to bed and just like, fighting yourself, mouthing out the, the angry moment. It, and it literally could have never happened. Like, that's the thing. Half of the arguments I get in with myself are completely imaginary, yeah. but they feel so good. And I feel yeah. like I'm going to become a better conversationalist because of it, you know? Oh, yeah. 
I even do that with the podcast sometimes. I'm driving in the car yeah. and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. And I have all of these like beautifully thought out words. I'm like, yeah, when we go to record, it's not going to come out that way. <laughs> I'm just going to black out completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's typically what happens when I yeah. record too. It's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like as Logan. of right now, I'm not going to remember this podcast. <laughs> oh no, I never do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So is it, it's my turn again, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Number three. Um, okay. So I talked to, to Haley about this and I thought it was in it, or at least I said it in a response to, I guess, one of your guys' um, it was either a hot take or a response to one of you guys' question. Hey, I think I disagreed uh, with with one or one or one or the both of you about having a good relationship with your your spouse's family, whether it be their parents or their their brothers or sisters. You know, uh, I I think uh, the point that was brought up was that um, you know it really shouldn't matter what comes between you uh, as long as you guys love each other. And I just don't think it's very healthy um, to, to, it would be a deal breaker for me, for example, uh, if I knew prior to getting married to somebody that it wasn't going to work out uh, between her and her family. Um, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who's already gone through a failed marriage before. And that was one of the things that was a constant arguing point between uh, us and, and, and her before. And so uh, as I was dating Haley, I really, I really wanted to focus on having a good and healthy relationship with her family. Um, and I really wanted to see if she also could have a healthy relationship with my family too. And I, I was just through the roof happy that I knew that, um, and not only did Haley like my family, but she loves them and she loves talking to them. I really and like so, that. You know, I, I can see where you're coming from, Logan. I I can see that. Like, because I I see my perspective when I had said that originally, because I was definitely on team, like, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, it's between you guys. But then also if it's causing so much contention that it's like it it just kind of ruins the marriage altogether, it's like maybe that's a factor you need to take into consideration too. So I wonder if it's more of it needs to be like more of a middle ground you know, try not to let it be a factor of contention. But if it is, you guys need to work it out. The ultimatum should never be posed to your significant other that it's either me or them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just because, I mean, gosh, that's a hard decision to make. I mean, you, you know, you should do, you know, but you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You never should have to make that decision of having to choose between your spouse or, you know, between two parties that you both love. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of um, couples who are going through that, like on TikTok. And like you said, it would just be a, a difficult thing, you know, for us personally to go through. So for people who find themselves in that situation, you know, you have to at least acknowledge the difficulty that that will bring into everyone, everyone's life you know, around you that, yes, it is something that you can do to continue a relationship where, you know, both parties involved do not like each other, but you have to acknowledge that it is not going to be easy and you have to be okay with that. You ready for your next one, Haley? Yes. See, okay, Logan and I did not share our tips with each other. So it's funny to see how they're connected. Yeah. So (laughs) my, my next tip is, you know, to keep others 
on the outside of your relationship. So I really, I don't like the idea of talking to your friends or family about problems, fights, annoyances. I think it would be inappropriate for me to come to you, Rainy, and to talk about disagreements that I have with Logan. I don't think it's appropriate for me to call you and to complain about, you know, something that I may find as a weakness. You know, we all have our own little quirks, but I don't think that's okay to share with other people. To say, oh, well, this really bothers me, and this is the one thing that just drives me crazy. And I hate when people do that to me and complain about their spouses to me because I don't think anyone needs to know that side of your relationship. Well, that's what friends are for, so they can hear all your complaints. No. <laughs> like, if <laughs> – I think friends are, friends are there if I – had some joking. really serious struggles where maybe I needed that support from Rainy if I thought that, you know, things were maybe leading to separation or divorce and I needed that that support from a friend. Yes, that's when I would step in. But a petty little argument Rainy doesn't need to know about. I don't need to call my mom complaining or crying just because we had a disagreement that is going to be over in 24 hours. Right. Yeah. You should never mention something to your, to your friends or family about your significant other that you might regret, uh, you know, 24 hours down the line, you know, a week down the line uh, or something that might alter their opinion of somebody you continue to have in your life. Yeah. That's what I was thinking so. because I've had a friend before who would call after arguments with her boyfriend, would call crying saying, oh, well, he cussed me out and told me this and that about myself. And they would break up for a couple days. They'd get back together. And when they got engaged, it was really hard to be genuinely happy for them because I had heard all of those negative things. And that seemed to be some of the only times that that friend would reach out was to tell me about all of the negative things. So all of a sudden, it was just, it was really hard to be that supportive friend. Yeah. And then also it becomes exhausting to be a friend of someone who just constantly complains all the time, because then when you see your, their name come across your phone, you're like, ah. I don't have time to listen to this person complain for the next two hours. I'm going to let that one go to voicemail and continue what I was doing. And yeah, so really yeah, you shouldn't, uh, yeah, feel free to complain to your friends, but I mean, don't, don't complain so much where now they're exhausted to be your friend. At that point, you just need a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Really, truly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, if you ever had any, if you ever had any reservations about going to see a counselor for anything, I'd highly recommend it. I mean, there were feelings that I had in, in the aftermath of my field marriage that I needed to go through. And I never really understood, um, you know, why that, why I felt the things that I did until I, I was, uh, was basically walked through those emotions and, and I learned who I am as an individual and how um, I can be a little, I can at least anticipate uh, how I'm going to feel when certain things happen now that I know that I, who I am as an individual. You know, one of the things that I learned about in my program is like 60 to 70% of healing and just getting better is through talk therapy, which is literally just talking and having somebody listen. It can be like 60 to 70% of the healing and growth that a person does. So yeah, like it, it's amazing what a counselor can do <laughs> just by having somebody yeah. to talk to. I'll, I'll add my last bit with that, keeping others on the outside. I also wanted to include mm -hmm. 
that, you know, extended family and friends shouldn't be the ones that have a say in, you know, your family planning. They shouldn't have a say in your moving decisions or the rules for your house when you have kids. You know, they are not a part of that. They are not a part of setting your family schedule when it comes to holidays or anything in general. Like, I, I, I'm really all for couples communicating only with each other. Anything else with friends and family, you communicate to the person and then you've got to communicate that with your partner and you don't make those decisions without your partner around. One thing I have noticed about Haley that I think is really, really like awesome going off of this point is that anytime she has called me, if she's had an issue or is like, I don't know how to make this decision or something every time without fail, she's like, well, and when I talked to Logan about this or when, when Logan and I talked about this, so it, that was always clear to me that she had talked to him about it first. And, um, and I think that's really important kind of emphasizing your point that like everything you have discussed with your spouse, but then the other things where maybe you just need a little additional support or maybe some friendly guidance or whatever, um, just to see another perspective, then you call me, but it, it, I am never first before Logan, which I really appreciate from you. Even though you're secretly first. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, because we're married, but it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Logan. Um, Haley's actually my wife, in case you were wondering. Oh, I've yeah. heard that you're moving in, apparently. Yeah. According so, to some sucks, sucks. Podcasts He's been listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm your guys' biggest fan. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we love support. <laughs> I, in, at least in response to, to both of you guys' points on this, it was that I, I have often been, um, I guess, complimented on my ability to, to learn from other people's failures, other people's mistakes. While I do believe that, you know, you should keep other people out of the decision-making processes that you and your spouse make between each other. I also don't think that there's anything wrong with taking advice from people who may have gone through situations that you may be going through. Your parents have gone through a lot of stuff that I'm sure you may also be facing in your life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with asking um, for advice, but don't take it as the gospel truth. Obviously take it into account, but um, you know, uh, the decision-making process should still remain between you and your spouse yeah i agree well said all right is it my turn again yep your last one oh okay and this one i guess is going to be i guess more of a hot take for some people at least among the um the lds community Mm. is a date for a long time Mm. oh you just made us lose about 10 listeners i'm just kidding Well, Haley, how long did we date before I I proposed to you? We dated for about nine months, but we also, I think that's important to mention that we knew each other for nine months before we even started dating or no, like 10 or 11 months, almost a year. Yeah, it was was a long time. So, I mean, I definitely knew Haley before we even started dating, um, which was nice because we could, we could just, you know, skip all the the awkward stuff and, and really get into, to knowing each other, like on a very personal, intimate level. Um, but, uh, I, I am going to also probably trigger uh, Haley in this regard. Uh, I grew up listening to talks like from John, by the way, who said that we shouldn't, uh, kiss anyone until we were like fully committed. And I waited a long time to kiss Haley. According to her, it was about what, how many, four dates. Yeah. That's Logan and, shaming uh, me for how many times I kissed on the first date. <laughs> I didn't know you kissed anybody in the first date. 
Oh, oh no. Oh, we just walked into everyone a but time. you. <laughs> have to take a break. Everyone so but you. Oh, they can settle this. <laughs> well, no, I just uh, it's. I don't think that's like a solid guideline. You should you should kiss someone whenever you feel like you should you want to kiss somebody. That's but uh, I also don't. I think that the underlying point that John by the way was trying to make is that don't don't start messing with someone's heart until you're ready to commit to that person you know i i uh and at the same time don't give promises to somebody that you're going to get engaged until you really know um or that you're going to get married to that person until you really know them um see them at their at their worst times see them at their best times um, you should really never be surprised on the wedding day about who your, who your spouse is going to be, you know, um, you shouldn't learn about, uh, how much debt somebody might be in, um, after you get married, you should know all that kind of stuff before you get married. Um, how much, how much savings that you have and, and you know, aside from monetary, you know, how, how does your spouse react in a stressful situation? Uh, what are they like when they get angry and what are they like when they get drunk? I mean, I don't, I've never drank anything in my life, but you know, <laughs> is that, is that something that you can, you can live with for, you know, for the rest of your life. And I feel like one of the, of the things that I disagree with, with, uh, you know, many people that I, I go to church with is that they need to, you know, to, to get married quickly. And I just don't think that that's really su- setting yourself up for success in the long term. No. And that's not just an LDS culture. That's in like pretty much any Christian religion. I see that a lot. Um, I have to agree to, to the engagement thing. Um, and maybe a few years ago I would have said otherwise, but I think I've really learned and grown over the years that you shouldn't get engaged unless that's the person you actually want to marry. Cause I know people will get engaged as if it's like, they're still in the dating phase. They're like, well, if I end up not wanting to be with them, then I can just break off the engagement or whatever, because then like you go into the same mindset with marriage. If I don't want to be with them, I can just divorce them. Right. And it's like, they don't realize how much like heartache and loss that that can be. And so I, I really believe that like, if you're getting engaged, you should, this should be the per like, you should be prepared to get married the next day to that person. And I know that sounds like an overstatement, but like, I genuinely believe engagement is just as serious as marriage. Um, yeah. and then the other thing too, is like dating a long time. Like you said, you're not going to know all these little nuances about the person. If you've only known them a few weeks now, I have seen people get married quick and it's worked out really, really well in their favor. So I'm not going to say that I haven't seen it, but that is so rare. And I see way more divorces and breakups and all of that compared to the two couples that I've seen get married really fast, you know? So it's like, yeah, take your time (laughs) and actually try to get to know the person. If you're going to spend the rest of your life with them. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of silly, but (laughs) just a little silly quirky thing that you should do. Um, and sorry, my thing went off. Um, but yeah, get to know the person and figure out all of their little quirks, all their little traits. And if it's something that you can handle, uh, there's been scientific studies 
done that about nine months to a year is about the time that you know if you truly love somebody. So if you're looking for a good estimate, nine months to a year. Yeah, I'm a full believer in in what you said that I've heard a lot of people say that within the first year that assuming it's the man proposing, the man knows within that first year whether or not he's going to propose. If it's been five years and he hasn't done it, it's like, what you waiting for? Yeah, don't don't turn your girlfriend into uh, Pam and from the off and, and you're really, you know, I'm dragging around for forever. <laughs> no, <laughs> be the gym to their Pam. Be the gym. <laughs> Yes. Actually, I think they dated for multiple seasons before they got engaged, though. Uh, so maybe I don't have a valid point there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, any last any last thoughts on any of our tips? No? Uh, I was just going to say learn to love or, or not learn to love, but um, try to get become interested in something that your, your significant other loves. So like for Haley, I've gotten into to paint her nails or watching the bachelor with her uh you know we have our we have our shows that we watch together and she really enjoys that and i enjoy it when she played goose game with me i thought that was the funnest thing ever that's so that's so cute yep i know logan what's something on tiktok when when they see oh what oh i was gonna say logan's more art sorry Haley. what logan yeah is more artistic than I am. So he has become my professional um, nail artist. When I have to draw on my nails, he'll do it for me. So cute. I was going to say, um, what's that thing on TikTok when <laughs> um, when somebody sees like a cute couple and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. I'm going to go run out into traffic now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, so happy for you. So I cute. never want to see you again. <laughs> It's so cute. Blocked. Oh, yep. you guys are so adorable. I wonder if my toaster is going to feel really good in the bath with me tonight. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> relationship goals. Relationship goals. Have a relationship wow. that makes other people want to throw their toaster in the bath. <laughs> and that's me. Get off of Instagram if you're thinking about jumping into a bathtub oh, with your toaster. It's not Instagram. It's TikTok, baby. <laughs> ruined me completely (laughs) okay my algorithm is just nothing but people doing nonsense yeah (laughs) as they should (laughs) all right guys so for our break today you get to hear logan and i share a little bit of our story mixed with a couple of uh funny romantic jingles that we found that are of course royalty free Logan, are you ready to share our story? Sure. Okay, so do you want to tell everyone how we met or do you want me to? Please, you take the lead. All right. Well, um, we met, what, January or so of 2017. I was dating your roommate at the time, but we became friends. I became friends with all the roommates. Okay, this is post-editing Haley, and I just have to throw in that when I first met Logan, I thought that he was really cute, but in the sense of, like, you meet someone that's great as a friend, and you instantly just feel the need 
to like help them find someone. So I was so determined on finding a good person for Logan to date. And I tried to set him up with some of my friends, even some of my roommates were like, oh my gosh, please set me up with Logan. So I just, I knew that there was something about him that was special and that he just, he needed someone great. So how wonderful is it that he found me? That whole thing didn't work out, luckily. <laughs> and then I got the bright idea just to invite you and several others to uh, to Monkey Rock is what we called it. But I guess that you would call that um, like bridge jumping or waterfall jumping. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, um, I got dumped on like a Thursday or Friday. And by that Sunday, Logan was gathering a group up to go cliff jumping and swimming and rainy was part of that group she was one of the girls that went with us so that was nice he helped to cheer me up and then what we both went home for the summer and then kind of reconnected through rainy right yeah uh i got a random text message um i keep i keep remembering it as around the period of time around um around halloween and when Haley, or Haley asks me when our first date was, I always just like, oh, it was around Halloween sometime. Rainy had sent me a random text message asking me if I wanted to go out on a date with somebody. And I think I responded. I said, well, it depends on who. And uh, I can't remember the exact details of what she responded. But eventually she just said, oh, it's, it's Haley. And I said, oh, I know who Haley is. I, I'd love to take her out on a date. And uh, I... I I guess I texted her and I said I was going to pick you up at this time and I took her to uh, one of my favorite uh, restaurants which was uh, down in Idaho Falls which is called the Snake Bite and uh, I don't remember what I had but uh, Haley apparently remembers very vividly what she had for dinner. Well I I have this weird restaurant anxiety where and I still do this today anytime I go to a new restaurant and honestly anytime I go to a restaurant I'm familiar with. I have to look at the menu. So I went into Rainey's room that morning before my date and we spent about two hours talking about, you know, the menu and what I was going to order and my nerves about the date because I had a huge crush on Logan, but Rainey had no idea that I had this big crush on him. And so she had mentioned a couple of times that fall semester that, oh, you know, I should really hook you and Logan up. And... I would kind of make subtle comments about like, oh, yeah, sure. If you ever want to, you know, set us up on a date, I'd be down. But I never really told her that I wanted her to until she offered it one day. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and tell her to set it up. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay. So at that point, we start dating. Um... Right. And it eventually turned into, hey, let's let's do this again tomorrow. And then that became, well, let's do this again tomorrow. And one thing led to another. And then here we are a few months down the line and we're still, you know, dating and hanging out every day. Yep. And, uh, we made it official. I moved to Utah for student teaching and then we just had to travel back and forth between Rexburg and, and Salt Lake every weekend until we both graduated. Then, had to figure things out, and then Logan finally popped the question. Do you remember how long did we date before you proposed? No, I do not. The exact time period. Yeah. I remember I, I proposed around my birthday, so I guess if I actually did some math, it'd probably be around 
eight to nine months before I proposed. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. Then we decided to stay in my hometown of Greenville, South Carolina. I convinced Logan to move out south. Yep, she finally uh, twisted my arm to get me to the south, and uh, I'm, I'm happy she did. I eventually moved down here, and I've, I'm glad to call this place my home. Okay, so we got married. Okay, when is our anniversary, Lo? Uh, September 6th. 2019. Yep. So we've been married a little over two and a half years. Clearly we're experts, you know. Those two and a half years really make us professionals in what we're talking about today. I feel particularly proud because lots of people did not survive, (laughs) or I guess at least lots of marriages did not survive the pandemic. Haley and I are still going strong. That's true. Totally joking about being professionals, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we did survive a pandemic, and I mean, it started just a few months into our marriage, so COVID is really all we know at this point. Crazy to think about. All right. Well, I think that's it for our story, right? Anything else? That comes to mind? Yeah. Um, No, unless you want to share, like, a favorite memory of us dating. Oh, my gosh. Um, Ooh, I remember this from our first date. So what stood out to me is that Logan let me order my own dessert. And this was after going on a lot of other dates where, like, I wasn't offered a dessert or the guy just ordered a dessert and assumed that I would like it without checking with me. And Logan also took me to like a non-chain restaurant, which was very impressive. And so I just remember being very impressed by the fact that I got my own slice of chocolate cake that I snuck home uh, to Rainy. (laughs) Well, who's taking people to McDonald's on their first date? I mean, not McDonald's, but... It's like where you take your buddies or your pals. You take your significant, possible significant other, (laughs) whose first impression means a a great deal to mcdonald's yeah a lot of chick-fil-a cafe rio costa vida which was like fine but again not impressive if your intent was to impress me no yeah my i really wanted to focus on getting to know you as a person as opposed to just you know hey here's some food and uh you know both you and i had known each other for a while before we even started dating and so it was really nice to um you know not have to to start off our relationship or at least our our a, a dating ship i guess dating journey if i'm using bachelor language uh <laughs> from the standpoint of you know that that awkward conversational phase where you're just asking like who are you where are you from what's your major what do you like to do what things do you like to to watch and mm-hmm. you know we got to skip all of that and just get right into you know finding out uh if we were compatible and that was quite nice oh very well put okay do you have a favorite memory i shared mine um i th- i really enjoy um i really enjoy or really enjoyed that time that we had went to uh, that one pizza place down in Utah. Uh, I think it was that first time that I ever uh, came down to see you in Utah. And I took you to this my favorite pizza joint that uh, me and uh, the youth in my, my ward from back home would often go to whenever we would go to see the general conference. And it was just kind of just this uh, underground uh, pizza joint. But, uh, you know, I, 
I think that's when I, you know, really started to fall in love with you. And I was way too scared to admit it to myself at that point. But, you know, I really, um, that at that point, that's when I, I knew that I had to, to lock it down. Um, but, you know, it, it took some, definitely some pushing to, to eventually get me to, to, to say I love you back. You did a cute memory. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, quick questions then, because um, our time is almost up. Do you remember our first kiss? It was on one of the dates. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember around what number? It had to be like six or seven. I think it was maybe four or five. Okay. It was after having a Garcia's and I uh, okay. had Mexican food. I was holding my, I was holding oh, my my tray of leftovers. Yep, I'm sure Rainy was peeking through the peephole of her apartment watching. Yep, and that made me nervous. I had a stage <laughs> fright. <laughs> All right. Well, we will, I guess, this is our, our break for the podcast. So, you know, yeah. we'll come back on and Rainy will share a little bit of, of her thoughts on relationships and building a, a happy, healthy relationship with yourself. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, we hope that if there are any audio problems in the first half of the podcast, that they're a little better. We've changed some locations, so hopefully it sounds better. Yeah. Um, we are going to go into my section of the podcast, which is talking about healthy relationship with yourself. So I also have five tips. Um, I had to come up with these all on my own because I don't have a significant other, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not bitter. No, I'm just kidding. No. The main thing I wanted to emphasize, actually, it's kind of funny that I use that joke because the main thing that I really want to emphasize with the healthy relationship with yourself is that like what I have noticed doing some of these things is that I really don't feel the need to have a partner anymore. It's more like my life is so set and focused that if somebody comes in, I, I will find room for them rather than them coming into my life and me having to like move my or actually just create a life in general around the partner. Cause a lot of times I think, especially in, in Christian or LDS culture, um, people like women especially will just wait for a partner to come around and then they like make their life afterwards and I fell victim to that for a couple years too yeah. I just was kind of like well when he shows up then I'll know where I want to move or then I'll know what job I want to have or then I'll know this and that's just I don't know that was really naive I guess on my part and also just kind of held me back from experiencing a lot of life and so with these tips, it's going to be the opposite where you're going to feel so fulfilled that if somebody comes along, you'll be able to like make room for them to join you in life, but it's not going to feel like you are creating this brand new life around this person. So the first tip that I wanted to talk about was setting goals. And I know that for me, sometimes when I hear people talk about goals, they feel really, really overwhelming or huge. Like I have to set all these massive goals and all these massive steps 
steps and whatever. And, and I don't know necessarily that you have to really overthink it. You may already have goals and not realize it. Um, maybe there's a place that you've always wanted to visit or a type of house you really want to have or um, a job you really want to have, something like that. Those can be goals. It, it They can be big or small, but you can set goals. And one of the ways that you can achieve those goals is by breaking them into some smaller steps and making like a vision board or a planner that can help you achieve them. Um, so for example, and this was really interesting because a couple of my goals was I wanted to read more. I love reading. I just haven't been able to, but I wanted to read more. And I also really want to write a book. And, um, and so I kind of started writing a book and I noticed that it takes such a long time. Like I am chapter by chapter, even if I set for a chapter a month, sometimes I still don't get to that. Like it takes so long to write a good book. And then reading books, I started asking for suggestions or things that I wanted to see. And um, I was getting so many that now I'm like, am I ever going <laughs> to finish them in my lifetime? Right. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but the more busy you keep, um, which I'm going to use a different word for that in just a second, but right now we'll just use the word busy, but the more busy you keep, the less you're trying to look for something you don't have because you're so enamored in your goals and in your life and what you want to do that it makes it so that you're not like constantly thinking about what you don't have or this person you want to find or whatever. Like you just, you have set goals and you have ways to get there. So that's my first one. I don't yeah. know if you guys want to add anything to that. Yeah. I mean, that, that made me think about how a lot of people talk about having a five-year plan. And I think it's important to know that a five-year plan does not have to include a partner, but you also don't have to have a partner to have a five-year plan. Like, I, I feel like working on yourself and your own personal goals should be a main priority. And even if you're setting, a, you know, five-year goals, try to do that without saying, oh, well, in the next five years, I see myself, you know, finding someone and starting to date and maybe in the next five years getting engaged. Don't base your five-year goals, you know, in hopes of finding a relationship, but just focus on bettering yourself. And that should mm -hmm. be the focus, which it sounds like you are saying should be the focus is, you know, if you're focusing yeah. on you, then whatever happens with a relationship will happen, but that doesn't need to be the main focus or priority in your life. Well, that and that's a nice That part. doesn't have to be the reason that you set goals. Like you don't need a relationship yeah. in order to set goals. And that's the nice part about accommodating, right? Like your goals, I, I don't know where we got in our heads, especially me, right? That like, I couldn't have a house unless I had a spouse. I yeah. couldn't go on a vacation unless I had a spouse. Mm -hmm. Like what, where did that come from? That, that I can yeah, <laughs> and I should. And if somebody were to walk into my life at that point, then yeah, of course they could come along or live in the house with me or whatever. But like, I don't need to wait for them to come along for that to happen. Yeah. Or so many that will say, oh, well, I don't need, you know, expensive kitchen appliances or something special for my house until I get married. I'll wait and put that on my wedding registry. If you have the money for it, enjoy the Go things in it. life. It, you do <laughs> not need a husband to have a KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like Logan probably came with one, but I actually got mine from my uh <laughs> my sister bought it off of I think like someone at church maybe died. 
oh no in my sister's ward and uh she bought it off of the husband for me so we love inherited gifts <laughs> yeah did it. you want to add anything to that logan no i mean the, you y'all you both said basically anything i could have added to the conversation so okay yeah. sweet well then i will move on to the next one um which really, it almost doesn't feel like a separate one from the last one, but it kind of is. So just stick with me. But I know I said busy at the end, but I really want to like reemphasize that I don't want to use that word, but I kind of wanted to save it for this point that we shouldn't focus on being busy. We should focus on being productive. There's mm-hmm. they're very different things. So yeah. busy, you're thinking of somebody who's running themselves into the ground. They don't have any time for themselves. They're just like, I don't know. They, they're just kind of going, going, going and never sleep, eat or breathe. Mm-hmm. But then when they're productive, you still have those busy moments, but you keep your life more balanced And you're doing things for yourself, for others, for your job, whatever, like that's to me is productive. And one of the best things that I have found when I started to work on being more productive in my days was, you know, building a morning schedule, building a night schedule, um, find planning days where I can get little tasks done. Uh, they're called, so there's, there's a YouTuber. I'll make sure I link her in the description. Her name is Michelle B and she has this really wonderful system that she has set up that I just never thought about. And she calls it a life admin day. And I started doing that. And basically what it is, is you take all of the little tasks that like, if you're walking through the house and you see that a light bulb needs to be changed or something needs to be dusted or whatever, but you just can't get yourself to do them. You save them all and you batch them for that day specifically. And so when it comes to that day, you get like 20 or 30 things crossed off your list that ended up only taking two to three minutes. You just couldn't be bothered with it through the rest of the month. And so by planning days like that, by planning some self-care in, so, you know, watching your favorite movie, playing a video game, like I don't want to say to take self-care out. In fact, it should be planned in to relax. And then um, just making your life more meaningful, you will notice that your days feel so fulfilling and life doesn't feel so monotonous. There's this thing going around on TikTok about like romanticizing your life. And to me, being productive genuinely romanticizes it. It makes your days feel longer. They feel so good and fulfilling. Like you did a bunch of stuff during the day, but not too much that you're feeling exhausted. And so just aiming for that productivity is also going to keep you happier with yourself and with the life you've created. Yeah. I mean, uh, gosh, uh, I, you slam dunk again. I really <laughs> Thank have you. much, not much else to say. Uh, I think you not aside, if you're not really dating anyone, I mean, date yourself, find something that you, you like to do and, and, and do it. Um, I had no interest in rock climbing until I just decided to pick it up one day. And, and now it's something that I find a lot of enjoyment in. Uh, it's something that, uh, that calms me. I am allowed, I, I, I'm not really thinking about all the, the troubles that I have in my life when I'm climbing up a mountain. I'm thinking, you know, about me being in the moment and, uh, you know, that's just an example of something that you can I wouldn't say distract yourself, like you said before, but uh, rather to to learn 
uh, to love being yourself and, and to love yeah. doing, you know, things other than looking for someone or something to complete it. Mm-hmm. When you grow that pride in yourself, uh, you really yeah. genuinely love yourself. It, it feels the same, if not more as being proud in a partner or in a friend. Um, but it's, it's interesting that you said that because that's mm-hmm. literally my next point. Okay. <laughs> so you made the best segue for me. Thank yes. you, Logan. Because okay. point number three was take yourself yeah. on dates. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. And Logan, he really, um, he really explained the reason behind it. Right. So I don't feel like I really need to rehash that part. Um, but I, you know, I have mentioned TikTok like four times in this podcast. I promise I'm not addicted, but <laughs> I am. <laughs> but... Yeah, fooling me. I fooling you. <laughs> but there was a really, really amazing one that I saw that like I kind of wanted to take what she said and then add to it. So she talked about taking herself on dates. So she had always wanted to make this little date jar with her boyfriend, but then they ended up breaking up. So she made one for herself of all the things she wanted to do, restaurants she wanted to go to, movies she wanted to see. Um, I think she put like a candle making class in there. Like there were all sorts of things she wanted to do. And she's like, I can still do that by myself because I think one place that we really get stuck in is that can't and won't argument. Um, I think a lot of people say like, oh, I can't do that. I can't because I I don't have a boyfriend or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you won't do that. You are choosing not to do that. It's not that you can't, you physically, yeah. you can get up and you can get in your car and you can go. You are choosing not to, mm-hmm. but you can. <laughs> I was thinking along those lines, that that statement of when I have this, I can mm-hmm. do it. When I have this, I can do this. Yeah. 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 And it's like, why not now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, with the part where I was uh, the most alone in my life, uh, you know, it was, was that that period right after I had gotten divorced and I had Mm -hmm. was had really no friends or nothing to do and so I did have to to go take myself out on dates and one of those things that I I vividly remember was that I had no one to go see Captain America Civil War with and so I took myself to the theater at 11 o'clock in the morning for a matinee and I will still remember it to this day as like one of the the coolest things I ever did I mean, it's kind of awkward just sitting next to strangers knowing you're the only person in that theater by yourself. Uh, they probably don't care. They probably didn't realize that I was there by myself. But uh, I, I thought it was a, like a, a big thing for me. And uh, you may be that person that wants to go eat at the Waffle House by yourself and, you know, do it. You know, there's, you don't need to have someone else hold your hand in order to, to enjoy you know, the, the things that you should want to be enjoying in life. It's honestly such an exhilarating experience, just trying it by yourself. Um, I, I remember vividly the first time I went to a movie by myself as well. I, I think I went to go see, what was it? It was, um, was it after, after, is that the name of it where Mm. they repeat the, do you know what I'm talking about? Haley? Yes. That romance movie with, with the guy from love, Simon, I think. And Rue from Hunger Games. Yes, I do not remember what it was called, though. That's all right. So um, I remember I wanted to see that so bad. I didn't have anyone to go with me. So I went and there was 
right at the top of the stairs at the movie theater, there was like a single seat <laughs> next to all these other ones. I took that seat. I had a massive thing of popcorn and it was so nice. I didn't feel judged. Like nobody knew I was by the, there by myself. I think when we start to think that we're just too much in our heads, we need to get out of it a little bit. Like if I see somebody else by themselves, I'm probably not going to care. So why am I caring what other people think of me? But like, it was so nice just going and doing something I really wanted to do and not waiting for somebody to like have to go with me. I wasn't holding my back, myself back from something I wanted to do just because of the fact that like no one else was there. Um, so kind of along those lines, this, this TikTok that I had watched, she made this jar of all these dates that she wanted to go on. Right. And so she started taking herself on them. And what I wanted to add to that is I think if you do that, you should get a second jar and on the back, write something that, that like you would have liked for maybe a date or a friend or something to say, or the, the, so like a compliment to yourself or even, um, some sort of thing about like why that was a really great experience. What was so fun about that? What made that a positive time for you? And write that on the back of each of those dates. So then when you go back, you can read about like how much fun it was having time by yourself. And I think it's going to make that experience a lot more enjoyable. Um, And if it's just way too scary and you really can't push yourself to get out I don't think it's wrong for you to call up a friend you haven't seen in a long time or even a family member and ask them to do something with you. I'm sure one person, like maybe 10 people are busy, but the 11th person might not be, you know, um, you it's, I'm sure that they want to see you and they want to experience stuff with you and spend time with you. So, um, you may even end up getting like a new best friend out of it. So just be patient with yourself. Be patient with others. If no one wants to go try, try it. You are never going to know if you like it until you try it and you can try it just right now. You may not want to, (laughs) (laughs) but you can. So, um, that was, that was, that. if you guys have anything else to add to that, I, I just wanted to add that I think that's good for anyone, whether you're in a relationship or not, to just spend time with yourself because everyone needs me time. And I think I think it's a good idea to get comfortable with just yourself. And it can be uncomfortable at first, but I think everyone could benefit from it. (laughs) Well, and it's like I almost wonder if married couples or dating couples should spend more time like by themselves learning more about themselves. I know that like in in a positive and in a negative way, couples will grow together, right? But sometimes it can get to the point of enmeshment where they don't know who they are anymore. Oh, yeah. And so I think that that me time can kind of help with some of that differentiation. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That totally would have been one of my tips. But Logan, you go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, you and I were watching Ted Lasso just a few nights ago, and and that was one of the things that had popped up in one of the episodes there, whereas one of the characters felt like they uh, were just constantly being smothered by their significant other, and they just needed that extra me time. And there's nothing wrong with having, you know, you know me time all alone. Um, I think it's perfectly, perfectly healthy, and it kind of helps you reset. And I don't know. I don't know what else I could say to that, but <laughs> it's okay. I, 
Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay. So then we'll go into the fourth one. So affirmations, positive affirmations, and yeah, you could look at it into the spiritual, like, I don't know, like hippy dippy side. That's, that's great too. But in the realm of therapy, one of, uh, one of the most cog, sorry, (laughs) one of the most common types of therapy is called CBT. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. And what it is, is it's like retraining your brain to, to think more positively about yourself. My one qualm with CBT is a lot of times it skips over emotion. It's like, just stop thinking about that. Don't think about that. Think about this. And, and I think by repressing emotions like that, that can be really unhealthy. So, um, I'm going to actually teach you guys a little like thing I did with one of my clients, um, just a couple of days ago, uh, she had, she came in with some pretty low self self-esteem. So what I did was I had her get out a piece of paper. And so if you're listening, um, you could try this now, you could even pause it and do it along with me. Um, but you write down as many things within a couple minutes as you can of all the the thoughts you have about yourself. They can be good, bad, whatever, but you're going to write down all those thoughts. I can guarantee if you're having low self-esteem, they're probably mostly going to be negative. Uh, When she was reading them, you know, we got stuff like, I hate myself, you're ugly, you're fat, you know, that kind of stuff. But then I had her turn to me, look me in the eye and read them to me pretending that she was reading them to me. So she was using you are statements, talking to me. You are this, you are that, you are that. And I asked her how that made her feel. She's like, terrible. I didn't want to talk about you like that. And I was like, so then why are you talking about yourself like that? So then I had her do the other side of the page and she wrote down all of the things like, so basically reframes of those statements just things that she likes about herself or she appreciates about herself um, or even just positive statements in general, even if they weren't about herself. And it had to be one for each negative one. She had to write one for each negative one. And then I had her sit and read them out loud to me, but using I am statements. So I am this, I am this. And I think that was really empowering for her. She was able to see that she, she was like, I can't take a compliment. That's hard for me. But she knew that that was like a positive thing for her. But the most important part of this activity is if you're going to do this, you are going to take those negative thoughts. And so whenever they come along, cause they surely will, you find a positive one and you reframe it. But before you do, you tell yourself that it's okay that you're feeling that way. It's okay that I'm upset with myself. It's okay. I'm mad. It's okay. I'm sad. You're not negating the emotion. You're saying it's okay. I'm sad. And I actually am a really good person. It's okay. I'm, I'm mad and I'm beautiful. Right. And so you're reframing using emotions and, um, what that's going to do is it's going to remind you like, that you are those positive things without feeling like you're shutting down other parts of yourself. And cause I, when I talked to her about this, I said, you know, if, if a friend comes up to you and says, I feel so ugly, you're not going to be like, shut up. Don't say that. I don't want to hear you say that. And then just like not say <laughs> anything else. You're probably going to say, look, I don't want to hear you say that. I, I don't, I don't think that that's true, but I understand you're upset. And 
I actually think you're quite beautiful, right? Not negating the emotion, being there as a comfort and a support, and then showing love. And I think that is a really great way that you can show some self-love to yourself. Yeah. You have to be your biggest hype woman. Yeah. You know? I feel like especially yeah, when or man or man or man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, especially when you don't have I mean, even when you do have a partner, but you know, I have someone that I can directly go to or that I know I'm going to get positive feedback from or compliments from, but in the absence of having a partner, then you're not hearing that from other people people on a consistent basis, so you really have to build that relationship with yourself first. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think people don't think about how much words affect themselves. You always hear that phrase like uh, words hurt or like not the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never <laughs> hurt me. That's not true. Words hurt way worse than sticks and stones in my opinion. Yeah. But when they're coming from a bunch of different people, like, yeah, that's going to make you feel awful. So then why is it any different if the voice in your head is telling you those same things? Mm -hmm. You're losing trust with yourself. You're you're starting to hate yourself. Uh, it's no surprise when you're telling yourself those things all day, every day. So I yeah, mean, if, biggest hype woman, hype man. If those things are truly hurtful to yourself, try turning that kind of stuff into to fuel uh, to motivate you to do, you know, to change those things you don't like about yourself if, if need be. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I, I, I truly believe that we were we were made to be more than what we think of ourselves, and you know, it, it's just you gotta you gotta take the steps to make sure that you're doing the things in your life where you can feel um, more confident in yourself as well. You know, maybe that would go in tandem with your goals is saying I I see these things that I think about myself, uh, and I need to spend you know maybe it's my New Year's resolution to say I'm gonna change this one thing. And then next year, you look at that list again and say, I'm going to change this one thing. And you don't have to do it all at once. You can focus on that one. So if you're un unhappy about uh, how, how awkward you are with talking with groups, you're like, I'm going to focus on being better at talking in groups this year, or, or I'm, not, I'm, help, I'm not happy with how, if I'm overweight, you know, I'm going to spend time, you know, going to the gym this year. If I'm, um, not happy in my job, I'm going to, you know, find a better job this year that's more suited to my talents. And uh, I, I think uh, if you, you focus on one thing at a time, you can really, you can really build up your confidence in yourself and start to love yourself more. Yes. And I'm going to take what you said, and I'm going to raise it just a little bit. I think that you make a really important point using that to fuel change and make yourself better to the person that you want to be. And I also think you still need to be kind to yourself along the way and remind yourself of the good parts of you too. One of the things that I've noticed a lot, especially let's use the weight loss example, right? A lot of times what I've seen is people will lose a whole bunch of weight, but they still hate themselves. They still have caught like this, this negative distortion of themselves. And it's because they didn't learn to love themselves along the way. So losing the weight and telling yourself you're beautiful as is, I think those two can work hand in hand perfectly together. Okay. So then this is the last one for the rest of our, our episode. But before we get to that, 
I'm going to throw our word in and that word is coming. So as we said, our giveaway is a five word phrase. And during each episode, you will get one of those five words until episode 14. Then you will create that phrase using those words. So again, that word is coming. So my last tip is don't let self-care fall by the wayside. Um, I think this is really important when it comes to uh, your productivity schedule, um, just going on dates with yourself, all those things. But I, I kind of want to go a, a little more in depth with this because I think like you can plan out self-care. I think that that's really easy to do, like going to the movies or having a spa night or whatever. Those are great ways to plan out self-care. But sometimes there are self-care moments that aren't so planned or maybe you don't realize is considered self-care. You need to look at things that you generally enjoy doing. And some people may even feel embarrassed about those things. They may feel like, I can't tell people like, my hobbies because they won't think I'm cool or interesting or whatever. Like maybe your hobby isn't going for a 10 mile run. Like that is okay. But if you, if you enjoy watching a cheesy rom-com or if you think that, um, I don't know if you think there that a show is really funny. I know I've had mixed opinions from people on whether like SpongeBob is funny, but I think it's hilarious. So I'll watch it to like as my form of self-care or even something as small as just like singing in the car can release endorphins and make you feel really, really happy. And so you may not even realize that some of those things are self-care. Um, so what you should do is you should make a really long list of just every single thing that makes you happy or even just that, that elated feeling. Right. And then try and do those things when you start to feel down or when you start to feel bored or, um, you just start to feel those creeping thoughts come into your head, having a big long list of things that you can do will not only keep you busy and distracted from your bad thoughts, but it'll make you feel better as well. So I thought it would be fun for the end of this, just to kind of stir up some ideas. If each of us gave like four or five things that we really enjoy doing as like forms of our own self-care. So I'll go first. And then Haley, if you want to go in then yeah. Logan, okay. for me, uh, my five things of self-care that I, I really gen genuinely enjoy doing. Like if I do this, I don't get bored or like overwhelmed. Like it actually makes me genuinely happy. Um, I really love watching rom-coms and, and I'm not talking about just any rom-coms. I'm talking about the cheesiest ones. I will go <laughs> back and watch decoms. I will watch Disney channel movies because it just makes me so freaking happy. Yeah. Um, and I know that could be like really embarrassing, but I don't care because I like <laughs> it. It makes me happy. Um, I love eating treats like sugary treats, mm. brownies, cookies, whatever. I, most of them have to be gluten-free now, but I still, I love it. It like makes me super happy. Um, I really love playing the Sims or watching videos on the Sims. Anything related to it makes me super duper happy. Um, I love going on really long car drives, like really, really long car drives, especially when I'm the passenger. And like, if I'm with somebody else, I could go on a four day car drive and be perfectly content. I just, I think they're so fun. And then, um, let's see. 
I think for my last one, I really like watching YouTube videos. Like I I'll stick a 10 minute YouTube video into my schedule if I can, because it just, it like, for some reason really decompresses me. (laughs) And so I'll just catch up on my 380 video watch later list (laughs) (laughs) because I just, I love it. It like, it just makes me happy. It gives me the serotonins, you know? So, um, yeah. So those are mine. How about you, Haley? Uh, first thing that came to mind, and you have seen this a lot, I love doing my nails. For me, it's a very relaxing experience. When we were in college together, you know that I did my nails every single Saturday night. And I even started that back in middle school and high school. And now, even now, I'll do it about every other week now that I do gel nails. But it's just time for me to turn on, you know, a a trashy reality TV show or a silly rom-com and just have two hours where I can take my time doing something I enjoy. Um, Another thing I love, I do love my YouTube videos. I have a pretty backed up uh, watch later (laughs) playlist myself, (laughs) but my favorite thing is to do that while taking a really long shower. So Mm. I'll set my phone up in the shower and I'll have like three or four YouTube videos up and I'll take a good long hour shower and just just hang out (laughs) in the shower. (laughs) It's a very soothing place for me. Um, Music. I also love long car rides and I feel like I always go to like Glee or old 2000s music, anything that is nostalgic. I definitely go back to and it just it just feels good to let it let it all out and go back to those like elementary and middle school feelings behind some songs or jam out to Hannah Montana and it just feels good. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Those were three. Um, going to, I think like some of our favorite restaurants uh, is normally our go-to if like we have a tough day that sometimes it's just nice to, to treat yourself to a dinner out. And then my last one would be the opposite, which is cooking. If I take the time to cook one of my favorite recipes, then I like having the kitchen to myself. And I used to think that it was fun to have people come in and help me cook. But I just I like to take control and take my time prepping everything and just fully enjoy it. Cooking is a therapeutic experience. It is. If if you enjoy it, you really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's nice when I when I really take the time because the work week can be so busy, so I really have to make the time for it, which doesn't happen often, but when, when I make the time, it's definitely worth it. It's great. Yeah. How about you, Logan? Um, I don't really get to do mine too often because, you know, uh, I'd say one of them was rock climbing, but there isn't much to rock climb around here, and uh, they're very, uh, indoor places are very expensive, um, but I do enjoy listening to podcasts, so I, I do do that frequently. Um, I listen to a variety of ones, mainly because I like to get multiple perspectives, and so I find that, you know, pretty relaxing, um, so I really can you know, learn a lot. I, I like playing the guitar. I think that's something I enjoy doing. Um, um, I have a crippling Destiny 2 addiction. <laughs> so because I can't do most of the other ones, I often do that one a lot. And then I really enjoy, I guess I, I put the 
two of them, hiking and paddle boarding. And so paddle boarding, I get to do because Haley likes to go paddle boarding with me. Yeah. Uh, hiking, I don't get to do very often mm-hmm. at all anymore. Haley does not like hiking. That is one. That needs to be a self-care date for you then. Yeah. Exactly. But not too far away because I'd be scared about you being out there alone. <laughs> yeah, well, I often get worried that Haley would be upset that I just left her alone all weekend. So, <laughs> I would be more I mean, concerned for your safety. You can leave me alone, yeah. but... <laughs> Dang, okay. She's like, get out of here. I'm just kidding. I thought this episode was about love. (laughs) Can I I throw one more in there for Logan? (laughs) You love to, like, have your foot bath at night. (laughs) I feel like that's a good form of self-care. It's out of necessity. My feet are so cold. Necessity have or want? I have poor circulation. He doesn't wear socks feet. at night, so he chooses to not wear socks. So because of that, I am a well, sock wearer. Warm. So, so what? What I've been told when I've asked doctors about it is that because my feet sweat, um, <laughs> sweat gets cold fast because your feet are literally wet and so um because sweat is your body's natural way of cooling your body down and so when my feet are wet for with sweat uh they often get uh cold and so uh i have to warm them up frequently it's a very romantic way to end our valentine's episode i love foot baths i put the bath salts in and i just relax and watch uh documentaries see but that's a good way of self-care and you don't even realize like half of those things that i know i mentioned or Haley or you like i didn't even realize some of those things were self-care the one that i mentioned earlier about singing in the car i didn't realize that was a form of self-care but it, it is it like it makes me so happy when i just blast my music and sing all too well Ugh, yeah. at the top of my lungs and no one else is around mm-hmm. it's great it's so therapeutic yes. so yeah. <laughs> yeah but just blasting manchester orchestra in my car and yes. he has to put up with it exactly so. tell her it's self-care yeah i will <laughs> okay time. okay so um that's it for my tips so i guess Haley, you're leading us out okay well logan thanks for coming on you're welcome you're the best it's not like you two live together (laughs) thanks for being our number one fan i do Haley. here's uh my opinions on your guys's podcast every week uh whenever i listen to it it's usually either that that day or the day after oh that's sweet (laughs) well um i hope everyone enjoyed you know their their valentine's day spending time with people that you care about spending time with yourself just love everyone spread all the love and can i just add that i'm really happy for you too that you guys do this podcast together i think it's thank you your your own little version of uh self-care between the two of you and uh yeah i'm just i'm really proud of you too i think you've done a great job with this podcast and i know you only get better with time and so i'll leave it at that oh oh my gosh on that note (laughs) thank you yeah that was so sweet happy hashtag not thriving thursday and we will talk to you guys next week yeah see you next week bye adios